Kyle Kafkal are with your hosts, Andrew Bonner and Chris Ramos. Tonight, we review one of the most, uh, or at least that's on a short acclaimed. list. Acclaimed. Uh, acclaimed. It's on a, a very well-regarded book. Uh, it's called Blankets by Craig Thompson. It's an original graphic novel. Um, fun fact, uh, Craig Thompson is also from Wisconsin, and we might be from Wisconsin, so <laughs> it was really cool to uh, read about a uh, one of the writers that are kind of from our home state. So that was really uh, interesting, and um, Blankets is one of those books that I've, I've heard a lot of talk about in the community, but this is my first time reading it. Same here. Yeah, Blankets actually um, is one of the, what people would call, you know, artist- uh, writer creator you know yes so so craig wrote it uh and he illustrated the whole thing and and i think they complement each other which is great because <laughs> of course you'd want them to but they complement each other because of just the the way his writing is it's not like um quick or over the top or anything the the illustrations sort of match the mood that he's in uh during that scene so yeah really and this was very well early. He hadn't really written too many books um, before this. And so this was kind of really, you know, he had one book for, before this called Goodbye Chunky Rice in 1999. But in 2003, he came out with this book. And wow, when he did, he was on the scene. Like, yeah, he got on everyone's it, radar. <laughs> even for a debut. Know, yeah, for uh, a debut. Graphic, graphic and novel. just really... Um, got like like national, um, international recognition for this book. It was like it's um, what was it six seven time like Eisner Award winning yeah <laughs> book for it. Um, it's it's really quite astonishing. Like um, in two thousand four, he won Eisner for best graphic novel, uh, best writer, Harvey Award for best artist, best cartoonist. All the accolades you would want. All the ones. Like (laughs) most people like that have been working in the industry for, you know, a long time can't even get to those spaces. That's like it's like something they strive for. And just to like do that early on, it's like like, the goodwill hunting of uh (laughs) graphic novels. For real. (laughs) Um, so that was like, wow, okay. And you just and for us, we're kind of just hearing about it just in like circles and but nothing we haven't really ever dug into it so much. So this was a really interesting read for us to do. Well, and I think it also follows along where we're, we we kind of are, I feel like, bouncing back and forth between what we would consider indie comics and mainstream comics and yes. then back to creator uh, comics and then over to, you know, self-published comics. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of great stories out there and there's a lot of, um, I guess, and autobiographical stories that need to be told or should yeah. be told. And this is the medium to do it. So right. that's what Craig wanted to do is at least uh, originally um, start telling the story, but change a lot of details. So it wasn't really about him. Yes, uh, it was his life, but it was told from his memories and perspectives. So like still could have other people. He was just going to say like, these are stories of mine and I'm translating it into other people living this. But then it became autobiographical. Yes. So he put himself back in there. Yeah. And that's a really hard process to do, I, I think. Or some people find that, oh, it's an easy story to tell. Or I like talking about myself. And other people are like, I don't feel comfortable doing yeah. that. So for him to do this, this is a, a tough subject. But it's it's really worth telling about. Not that saying that it was, this is a, a book of tragedy or a book of 
of learning and stuff, but it was just a really well thought out story. Um, lots of, lots of great meaning to it. And, um, I, I really enjoyed this book. Me too. It, you know, and even just starting it out, actually, uh, it, I was surprised by the time you get to the end of the book, just like how much time has progressed. So, right. It, how long would you say? Well, I mean, when he is, uh, I'm looking at the first few pages when he's telling his brother. He so no. C- Craig has a younger brother, um, Phil. Phil, yeah, in the comic, and and it sort of starts out of just like the two of them, and sort of that brotherly like mischief and brotherly love and brotherly like uh, setting each other up. Um, they share a bed, so it's kind of funny that they come up with these crazy, wacky stories of like what what can you do to stay awake. Sure. Uh, and right. Then, and then also, how far can you push your parents before they just like tell yes. you to and go this to bed? Is, this is also in the setting of Wisconsin. So, and this is during usually the winter time, where it's uh, a lot of the story takes place during the winter. Yeah. And he, so, so he, there's not a lot that goes on in no. the winter, especially if you're in um, a rural town or things like that. You kind of have to do your own fun, or you have to entertain yourselves. And they live in a little farmhouse and, yep. you know, it's like, yeah, he is always saying it's just in the middle of, of Wisconsin. And, yep. uh, but he makes comment that his brother, he says, just wait till you get to third grade. So I'm going right. to assume yeah. his brother's like in second grade. Sure. And then maybe, uh, yeah, he's maybe he a couple is, years, I think two or three years. Yeah, I think he's like, like three that. years older. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not terribly, sure. uh, older. And you're right. And I think by the time they get done with the book, it's, they get to like, end of high school college well like he's moved out and he's moved out yeah uh, and so, you kind of see him as young like adult on his own yeah so craig must have already been um moving on into his early 20 well yeah. he said he so the book was finished when he was 23 years old that's and true. He, he said that the last chunk of it was like in live moments yeah so, yeah so he probably so was in his early 20s. 30s yeah no 20s because oh, he'd have 20s. to be Three years took him to make the book. Yeah, sure. Okay, so now that we've established that. <laughs> time, time has happened. We've established time. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it kind of takes you on this journey of like a day in the life of, you know, him and his brother, kind of what they were experiencing growing up and what that was like. His, his parents uh, that are in the story, they're a little more stricter. I guess, um, but not too bad, but you, there's nuances that come along with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, and you can tell, so like the kids at school, um, so there's like the typical bullying and there's the yes. typical, they do a great job of like, there was that one scene where like they're on the bus and like all the different people on the bus, you know, like there's like metalhead guys. Yeah. And like farmer very guys. Click, and, very clicky yep. things. So yeah. they, they do a good job of showing that. And then unfortunately, Craig is sort of a string bean of a kid. He's just yep. like, you know, uh, not much. They're kind of outcasts among yeah, them. Yeah. Mass to him. Like, sure. So he gets picked on just for being like, yeah, looking like a, a little baby kind of thing. Right. Um. So the bullies and the way that Craig sort of, um, I want to say illustrates what's happening. Yeah. Uh, even like, the one part where one of the bullies gives him a, a bloody nose. Yes. Um, and, and it's just like hectic pages of him trying to clean himself up in the bathroom and mm-hmm. just get ready and then get back into class. And then when he gets to class is, you know, typical, like he, he thinks he's reinventing the wheel with his uh, essays and his homework. And the teacher is right. like, this nah. isn't 
what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. This isn't religious enough. And yes, so then they start getting he went into to a religion. religious school. That was one of the yeah. big reveals at the beginning. It's like, oh, uh, it's, this is going to, we're going to talk about religion this talk. Yeah, and um, how he kind of grew up with it, and how he encountered it, and um, how how he kind of dealt with it, <laughs> um, and how how that affected him growing up. That was one of the one of the themes, I guess. Yeah, and like he wrote a poem, and that's what his teacher was yelling at him about. And then right. later on, yeah, because it was on, it was like um, uh, not not um, like a, like a sat not a satire, but like just explaining like what he thought of the that part of that religion or something like that or Christianity and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you get back and then you kind of like start piecing together. That's what I really liked about the beginning of this is that it just sort of starts, you know, and yes. like, you know, I guess whenever you're starting a book or you're starting anything, that's even a movie, you have to start piecing together. Like who are these people? What's the dynamic, you know, yes. where are they living? What is what's the what's feel? The, what's the tone? Yeah. Like what's the home life? Like, you know, it looks like his parents, um, you know, always kind of did their own thing. His mom seems to be always in her chair, reading the Bible, literally, you know, yeah. dad's always like watching TV. So, <laughs> right. so it just kind of like they were there, but they didn't, you could tell it was a little stressed relationship. Absolutely. And I, I think readers can go in this book and they can see some of themselves in Craig and Phil. Yeah. And, you know, their, your home life growing up and just see like what was the similar differences, you know, between the two. Yeah. Yeah. And so everybody's got their own story. So you start realizing that he is a little bit of a, um, a imagination, yes. imagination based boy. And right. he does, he does drawings. And he, he yes. He, yeah. That's so that's one. Yeah. Like he, like, Craig Thompson, he was talking about some of the interviews he would just doodle in his book when he would do notes or things like that. And so he was like, I've been doodling since I've kind of grown up. It's just developing that style. Yeah, it's just a thing. So so that kind of translates into him just having a great imagination and imagination with his brother. Right. Um, and just kind of like, like you were saying, crawling around through the woods or just yeah. trying to even drawing together. And that was a big deal for them is that the brothers would yes. end up drawing together. Right. And, that was a great way to bond and yep. just talk the same language a little bit. He even said um, that, uh, uh, where was it? Oh yeah. My other getaway car was drawing where my brother accompanied yes. me at the wheel. He didn't share my escapist approach. It seemed, <laughs> yeah. but drew as much spending time with me and connecting with me. Right. And so Craig Thompson, he illustrates it by that panel of him being in a race car. Then like, uh, but even then I, I knew I was powerless to enact such maneuver. And it's like the race car is torn apart, like yes. pieces. And yeah. then the, and then it goes that the real world could only deliver new threats. And uh, then it kind of goes on and on, but he illustrates like his thoughts in like the panel like mm -hmm. so like that next panel after the car's broken apart is like like scary monsters just rising above his head <laughs> well and even the, the so the last panel there it says an entire day would be consumed by drawing interspersed with fits of running around outside expending our energy these were the yes. only wakeful moments of my childhood that i can recall feeling life was sacred or worthwhile right so you know he would do things like that and then it would bring the tone really serious yeah. and then you would you would think so he's telling these sort of pocket stories these little tiny things of his childhood that he remembers because mm -hmm. obviously you wouldn't be able to illustrate your entire childhood so yeah and i think we all have that there's certain moments that just pop into our memory of like hey that was a great memory and that was a great memory right and uh even going back 
if you wrote everything down now and then came back to it 10 years later, you'd be like, I don't like, remember. Oh, no, that doesn't that. make sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, memory, uh, I've always been fascinated by that. Just right. the way that people piece things together and just, you know, if two people had the same experience, like, are yeah. they totally, totally in line with their memory of it? Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what Craig really starts playing with is what was he wanting to happen and then what did happen right and like now he's illustrating it uh what 15 years later yeah and you know some of these sequences are almost like uh like sometimes when he's illustrating his dreams or whatnot they're very fantasy whimsical um big swooshes um tangles clouds um everything like big leaves some monsters like you say yeah spirits. you can tell there was just like lots of lots um, of imagination and just topics just topics. lots of you know topics for him he always and then it always snaps back into like religion yeah. like right boom. it always kind of comes around in that yeah. because that's what he's just surrounded by and um i don't know if religion was forced upon him but he just grew up with it so that's all he ever knew yeah but then when you grow up you're like you know, kind of not questioning it, but you're just like, oh, why is this the way it is? <laughs> and then kind of learning, you know, how to go about your own journey with that. Yeah. And there's there's a part here where I had this mark too, where when he was d done, like, so he was very religious. He would mm -hmm. do drawings and then he would read the Bible and he would go back to like talk to his pastor and then he'd be like, what should I be doing? Yes. And the pastor says, well, you should be focusing on being a pastor or, yeah. you know, pursuing the uh, clergy. And that's kind of like the path that they were like kind of pushing on him a bit. Yeah. Like yeah. you should do that because that's what we think you're good and at. And so he was sort of like torn between this. So then what he would do is he would take things that he remembered or things that he drew and, and he would burn them in that barrel. Yes. So mm -hmm. it was like a big part of him to sort of reset all the time where he right. would like burn his memories of yeah. things. Yeah. Which is really sad because, like, when you burn mm. something, it's just like it's totally, it's, totally it's gone. You're trying to put it to rest. Yeah. You're, you're remembering it, but you just uh, you wanted to bury it. And yeah, the way he does that and presents that, that was like that's pretty. That's pretty heavy. Well, kind of tense. That's what really got me because it's like, okay, so you want to, you're illustrating a comic, a graphic novel yes. that we're reading about mm -hmm. your memories of the childhood. Yes. And then it's interspersed with you burning things oh, to right. sort of stop your own memory of those events. Wow. Yeah. It's kind so, of meta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's just really weird because here you're telling us that, look, I'm burning all my drawings while we're reading. Your right. Drawings. And maybe you kind of regretted <laughs> doing that, but that's something that he was kind of stressed about or he's encountering and he's like, it was no, just, this is the journey I'm not supposed to be going on drawings not for me even though i love to draw it's yeah it was like, like the most definitive way that he could reset his life at that time yeah that was powerful absolutely so yeah and it goes back into you know them as kids and yes. i i do kind of want to throw out a, a little bit of a warning but like i mean there are some very very personal details in this comic yes that it's a very mature book I yeah would it's say a mature that. book and it's like what you if if everyone had like the courage to sort of almost illustrate their private diary, yeah, you know, it's like, a, yeah, it is very much a private journal or a diary, like you mentioned. Yeah, it, it is very much of that. He's like, I'm going to turn this into a, but it's not mass really leaving. Thing. It's not leaving too much out. Um, 
And yeah, like, like, uh, we kind of talk about, you know, we talk, he talks about religion. He talks about his thoughts on love, sex, um, drugs, um, all the whole spectrum really. And so, uh, on anything else that he found that he was kind of wronged in his life. So, um, and even the way that he wanted to live at his farm. And then when he ended up pursuing, uh, life as well, I'm going to be a pastor. Yes. Then he went to, uh, Bible camp. Bible camp. Yeah. So and it yeah, was him, really yeah. different from what you would think Bible camp was. But he's like, you know, it was the middle of nowhere Bible camp. And yep. yeah, so there were a lot of people who and were serious. But he still got bullied. Yeah. Still got bullied there <laughs> right. when he went there. So he was, he was kind of hanging around the same people he went to school with because it was a Christian school. He still got bullied by the same crowd. And he couldn't, he wasn't necessarily came from a, a wealthier family. He, he couldn't afford to go on the ski hill. So everybody made fun of him. That's right. Because he went on a snow trip, but he couldn't afford to go skiing. So that was like how he dealt with that. And um, just trying to make friends or find some somebody that could connect with them or just survive it. Yeah. And it was cool because it's like the same groups of people. There's like, again, like some sort of biker, biker mm-hmm. guys or metalheads and all, you know. Yes. And... Th- he he had no defense against that so he no. just sort of like fell into himself yeah he was and, trying to just read the bible just to pass yeah. along and they were making fun of him for reading the bible at so, bible camp <laughs> yeah which meant that people who were going didn't really necessarily believe it they were just there to be there almost yeah just to get away right and that's where he met reina yep reina yes um so this is as you develop uh the story this is the character he starts to fall in love with this is one of his first earliest, you know, girlfriends in his, yeah. his young adulthood and uh, first that's, like serious relationship. It's where he would say, you know, I think that's where you start seeing that this is a coming of age book because, yes. you know, not that every coming of age has to have some sort of like dating part of it, but I mean, it's that just becomes part, a natural yeah. progression of that yeah. age group. And for him, he was getting a little independence yeah. So his independence started leading into, you know, I've met this girl and what should I do? How should I pursue this? You right. Know? Yeah. And just how he develops that friendship that became a relationship, you know, ultimately, um, as every awkward teenager does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Through high school here is what's happening. Yes. This is high school summers at Bible camp. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, as one does, you know, like they hide underneath like the stage and they, um, everybody's leaving for the ski trip and they're like, Oh, we're just going to hang out here. <laughs> yeah. So <he's, laughs> that was kind of cool. He starts seeing in Raina that she is a little more, um, like fly by night a little bit. Like yeah. she's not so bent up on having everything, um, explained or have a purpose to everything. She's sure. more like she's very not? more Let's free, um, uh, kind of represented all the, values that he didn't have growing up and yeah that's uh, a good way to put it yeah and just that's how they kind of bond it was like wow you're so free you're so open-minded and we don't necessarily have to follow the rules but we respect them well and she picked up on his you know sort of awkwardness around and yes her <laughs> people she awkward. knew awkward yeah so she's like all right, so very you don't like people people yeah, yeah. so it's like you don't like parties fine yeah and, you know you're not yeah really she was sports, yeah she was fine. more of the social person yep. as she grew up yeah, so she's yep. like all right all right we can get out of here you know just the two of us let's just yep. go see if we can go for a walk or whatever yes um 
and it's it's really cool to like pick up all the references you know as like uh, we're we're seeing the story develop like in the beginning there was they were wearing like batman superman shirts mm-hmm. like um like i just opened the page there's a misfits like jacket um yeah <laughs> um just a little neat pop culture references like like they're just if you you could flip the page and not notice them, but if you look at the detail. <laughs> well, we're, and we were talking about in the pre-show, they mentioned Farm and Fleet. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and there's like living waters and other yeah, things. Yeah, so. so things if you know in the area or just a small pop culture reference, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. All right. <laughs> well, and <laughs> you know, you a sense of place. that's yeah. the other kind of give props to him for just his illustration is, I think his illustrating is very like loose just a lot of his lines are just really like swoopy which is cool because it just shows like movement and just sort of shows like maybe that this memory isn't as crystal clear as you think it is it's just sort of like we're walking through the woods and it's like swoopy through the woods you know you don't need much more than that right um so what do you how would you describe this art style to our listeners well i was trying to really kind of see it evolving as you read so part of it uh, is real like pen and ink sort of brush yes. work. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets serious or scary or um, where it's like nighttime, and he does a lot of like dry brush and a lot of just sort of scratchy black. Yeah. And it does a really good job of balancing like that black and white. There's mm-hmm. no color in here, which yes. is great. That's what you were saying. And we were, we were kind of talked about also, you know, I don't think you could do this book in color. No. I don't think it would have the same impact. Um, I think without color, you will get to focus more on the emotion and what's being said. Um, even though like, yeah, maybe in another universe, this could have been colored and done well, but I think it shows more of the originality and you're just, you're drawing in, you're investing more, you can focus in on. Yeah. This. And if I were to guess, um, and maybe Craig will email me and say, you got it, <laughs> you, you got it wrong. But if I were to guess, um, uh, He's using either like just like a micron, like a like a sharp tip, because whenever okay. he draws Raina, she's always very crisp. Yes, like her the memory the memory he has of her is very oh, crisp. Oh, that's intentional. And, yeah, I think so. And then whenever he draws like a bully or other people, he doesn't want to give them too much detail. He doesn't give them too much life right. in his story. So yeah. it's really like just sort of a dry brush, like a a brush marker mm-hmm. uh, or a brush pen that you can just sort of rough up a little bit. Yes, and um. I do like like with his characters, everyone just sort of has like a, a little dot for eyes and this little like right. you know, shape of a nose. Yeah. Um, it's uh I, I like the figures. They they look super well done. You know, um the way it is, the the environments are it's not overly complicated and detailed, but it gives you a sense of place. Um some great line work and shading I think came a long way. Like the contrast of like using the white space and black to just fill it in and I can give it some uh, rough it out or it's just definitely illustration because yes. sometimes people have awkward faces or oh over, right and I think know, that's on purpose yeah, yeah over stylized limbs or you know they're taller than they should or shorter right than they should yes be, or, like, uh yeah we were talking about that there's a couple like podcasting and stuff they're like talking about like um in the panels sometimes the character's He'll illustrate the characters to be bigger if he wants them to be like intense and mm-hmm. and overpowering or small if they if they didn't if they were like awkward and shy or um, just he he really had a interesting viewpoint for like how he wanted to panel this book. Yeah, I mean, and he definitely has some skills as far as 
the illustration aspect of it, like yes. how the panels move from one panel to the next and you know, how much text there is. And yeah. I think he has a big, um, how do I want to say it? He has a big, uh, bonus going that he is doing the lettering yeah because actually, the lettering is, is like true. all over the place and it's in different ways and it's like yeah, in the corners he's and very it's under, free with that yeah, yeah and it's like if you if you took this and they went the traditional route of like a very structured no, yeah computerized mm -hmm. lettering uh you're not going to get this no it, it's really really fun because he he still does like the regular bubbles the little text right. bubbles but just something about hand-drawn, hand-illustrated lettering along with his hand-drawn, hand-painted mm -hmm. uh, illustrations is very, very, very cool. Right, and it kind of goes along with him talking about now him being in the book as a cartoonist and then being cartoonist drawing. Yes. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of like a cool meta thing. You're like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, and just, yeah, it kind of goes through the book and he just, he uh, he does sound effects. He does he does it all. And um, it's it's a great word. Yeah. So then like somewhere in the middle of the story or so, Raina uh, like comes up to Wisconsin. Yes. And a snowstorm blocks her. Mm -hmm. So she has her license. So you're like, oh, okay, she can drive. Mm -hmm. So she just had to get out of her house because her parents were having a divorce. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was. So she yeah. tried to drive to see him. Mm -hmm. And this was kind of along the lines when they were writing back and forth to each other they were like pen pals yeah she lives in michigan yeah they were pen pals for probably during the winter i would yeah. say one of their winners a good full year maybe yeah either. after after yeah um, um going to bible camp bible right. summer camp and things like that they're like oh yeah we'll write to each other because they're trying to do the long distance relationship before phones and texting and things like well that. and at that <laughs> time they were just sort of talking to each other yes they were just talking like, yeah hey, how's it going what's going on in your life and he lived in wisconsin she lived in michigan so somehow she decided to drive like you know six hours to come try to visit him right and yeah it didn't work so she went back home but mm -hmm. she at least told him that she tried that so that sort of spurred him to say hey mom can i go to Raina's house yes. in michigan for Two, oh, yeah, it came up, yeah it came yeah it came up with this two weeks it was like going to be a couple days and they were like oh just do, yeah, which I was surprised that. his parents even allowed him to do that at all. Yeah, they well, he fought for it. Yeah, and they didn't really structure it like that was a thing, though, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, boy. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't know how many people could get away with that at that age. That's that's kind of hard, you know? And Especially like with his parents being religious. And so his dad was like, well, if you get good grades and you eat yeah. meat and all that stuff. So yes. it was funny. Yeah, because he, yeah, he's a vegetarian. That's right. Growing <laughs> up in the story. So yeah, his dad always made fun of him or as I guess his mom didn't really make fun Why of him. Why do you have to eat meat? Why don't you eat your meat? Why not? I'm a vegetarian dad. Nope, you're going to eat your meat. <laughs> Just trying to make make uh craig be more like him i guess yeah. or trying to man him up i guess or how and he told his goes. mom that we are just friends we're not you know uh boyfriend yep. girlfriend and yep. he said that she has a spare yeah. bedroom kind of thing right so. and her her parents are very religious too yeah <laughs> you're trying to play that up angle too but it'll be fine so they met uh what like gary indiana maybe <laughs> yeah it was it was like uh they were about equal distance you know i think there was like a five like yeah right on the corner corner uh yeah so they do that and they're like oh hey you know make small, small talk and then you know he goes back to stay at Raina's for like two weeks comes to find out when they get there yeah their, their parents are 
you know, they haven't filed, I think, formally for divorce, but they're, they're going yeah. through the early stages of it. Yeah. And so, so what did you think of his stay with Raina? I mean, I think that's kind of like where they really figured out how it would be if they were with Le- each other out yes. in real life. Right. Like to exactly. me, that was like real life. Yeah, that was, and that was real life for them. Um, I thought that was a very turning point and just trying to realize, you know, what that, that relationship could look like in later life, you know, could you live with that person long-term? Yeah. Could I you... mean, he saw a side of her that obviously wasn't shown at Bible camp because no, right. she was taking care of her, her adopted brother, brother and, and sister, sister. Yep. who both have like down syndrome yes and so she was and showing he never grew up with any of that. no and and yeah and so she showed that whole side of her that she can really care for people right um, yeah no matter what right and yeah she made him like a whole quilt and everything and yeah that was cool that was cool he's like oh okay and she's like hey i, I want you to paint um a corner of my room because it's all full of poster stuff, but I know you're an artist. I love your art. Could you do that? And he's like, Oh, I don't know what to paint. Yeah. And then she's like, Oh, you'll figure it out. <laughs> but what I really liked too was so like at his house, his parents weren't really super involved. So his brother and him had to come up with imagination games. Right. And then at yes. her house, her parents weren't really involved because they're getting divorced. So right. she didn't have anyone to really like come up and do imagination games with her. So yes. she, her room was very cluttered. It was just yes. all sorts of. It was, looks like very grunge. Yeah. <laughs> early 2000s, yeah, right. late 90s, early grunge. Scene. And just tons of stuff to keep her mind like busy and active. And yes. then she helped around the house a lot. Yeah. And what I, and I think that's good to mention that she had to almost be the parent figure for these, her two adopted siblings because yeah. her, Mother and father, yes, they were involved, but they couldn't be there all the time. One parent would stay in the house while the other one was out, I guess, staying at a different apartment. I think, yeah, somebody got an apartment or something. So they would take turns like they would have a day shift, night shift, or taking people to school or not. Well, that kind of kept... it kind of kept her from running away with him, too. Oh, yeah, totally. They wanted to just... And that was, you know, you kind of saw things sort of growing with them mm-hmm. and you know she wasn't really going to school all that much which I, I was like what is she doing now like is she and you know they made comment that like you should go to school you know you can't just sit at home with craig so i was thinking oh well, yeah because they were playing hooky almost yeah, yeah. like uh, so then he she like took him to school one or two days but yeah like, for but- the most part they just were just sort of like hanging out at the house and her parents yes. Didn't really care at that point because they had other things going on. Right. They had the graves to prove that, you know, when they do spend time in school, they're in it. They, they take it seriously. Um, it was also interesting how, like, Craig and Rainer were kind of coming terms with their religious beliefs where some of yeah. them were aligned and some were different. Um, and then, you know, he goes to illustrate, like, Craig, like, the writer goes to, like, illustrate, like, these scenes of, like, what would Jesus do? Things yeah. like that. And I was like, oh, I didn't know this would happen. Okay, that's kind of interesting, you know, or well, like, maybe the, with, his interpretation of that. Yeah, and like even with her, that's a good point. Some of these could have just been interpretations of what, you know, him and Raina were feeling when they were around each other. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, because most of the time, too, you know, she was home taking care of her whole family. Yes. And her and Craig just sort of hung out with each other, but it wasn't like, you know, 
they they could watch a movie together and no she was always pulled in some other direction yeah and helping her sister her brother i think it was billy or something like that yeah um uh he was very um inclusive he was very super shy or he didn't know how to express himself in the right way so he would always be in his room and so he had very minimal reaction and they were like trying to like, Hey, you should come be a part of this. And he's like, no, mm-hmm. I don't want to be part of it. Whereas his, her adopted sister, she wanted to like be over, over almost like all the time they had to be there. And if they, she wasn't around them, she'd be upset. Yeah. So that was really a hard thing for Craig. Didn't think that he'd be ready for that. You know, he didn't think that's, you know, he just wanted to spend time with her mostly and not be like the whole, this whole family thing. But well, and for him too, you know, I, I think, when he originally wanted to go out there, it was because he just wanted to spend more time with her. Yeah. And then when he was spending time with her, you, you, that's where I really appreciated the pacing of the yes. of the book. And everyone who's going to read this will also understand, you know, there's purposeful pacing to it because yeah. he could have summed up things. He could have just jumped to conclusions. Sure. But it was like, this is really what he wanted the to days were. On. This is right. what the weeks were. And... It wasn't maybe what people thought and they wasn't what you would expect. And that's just sometimes what life is, is just not <laughs> you right. know, your plan. Yeah. is just not your plan. Exactly. So. And it was that point of like, when does he tell her he wants to take their friendship to dating right. to right. a more serious level? And, and that's always a hard conversation to have. Right. And well, like, and, but you're in your house too. <laughs> and they live two states away. And so is that even uh, possible? Right. So. Um, so he's like madly crushing on her. She's, she is like, uh, she likes him a lot. Um, but she's like winding him ass. It's always that classic going back and yeah. forth, but it provides great, uh, a great storytelling and great, um, character development. So, yeah. So, I mean, to kind of jump away from that and we were being very careful through the book. I don't want to yes. like ruin the story <laughs> for right. anyone because really it, you should read it for yourself, of course, but the, the overarching themes of it is to me um like where would you what would you do in that situation and then also like how is this changing craig's uh personality yeah because it really makes him think about Mm -hmm. is he going to be a pastor you know does he want to pursue religion is Mm -hmm. he is he seeing that there's he's constantly going back and forth yeah Like he was into religion, but that's because that's all he knew. And then he kind of got away from it. Like right. he, he saw the because he was forced picture. upon it at early age, and he's like, ah, I don't yeah. know if that's my. And like that was his city, and that was like yeah. his group. And then once he kind of like got over the white picket fence, he yeah. was like, wait, I don't know if this is right for me. So right. that's where it becomes a coming of age, is because you're learning about yourself. Yeah. And Craig started realizing that, you know while he he does care for a lot of people i also mm-hmm. felt like he thought that he wasn't doing enough for people and yes. so like he didn't he had a good relationship with his brother but just like all brothers and sisters relationships it kind of yeah changes, changes. Over time as you get older of, yeah it was interesting like once he started getting more involved with reina how little he, or at least the amount of talking about Phil would be a little less. I mean, he yeah, would bring them up in like true. early childhood stories of like things like that, just getting to know each other. Like, oh, we did this. We we didn't have this growing up, but me and my brother did this. He had some of that. But then, you know, when they're like the same age in high school, he just, they kind of grew apart, I felt like. Yeah. Or like even Raina herself of just saying like, you know, um, 
I appreciate you here a lot. And it was like just a sort of escape for her. Mm-hmm. And then you were wondering like, well, she's got so much stress at home. Like what exactly is Craig to her? Right. You know, it's like, is he just sort of this, you know, uh, I don't want like, like almost like a support. Yeah. Or, or like, is he there because she remembered those good days with him? So yes. then she's like, you're here to take my mind off of what's happening. Right. In the house, right? Exactly. And, then, and I, I think that's, I think you hit it right on the head. I think, yeah, it's kind of like towards the, so the, towards the middle or the end of it where I think Craig's or not Craig's dad, uh, Raina's dad's like, you know, you being here was one of the most uh, best experiences for us that we could have as a family because you yeah. kind of held us together through all this and made it less depressing and sad so than it was. He was and like was the like, buffer for he was all kind of, of the buffer. buffer. <laughs> uh, but you know, that, that family kind of needed reminding each other like why they're a family. Yeah. And he was kind of there just to kind of help them through that a little bit. Well, he probably stopped them from, you know, getting in fights and getting stuff in too, fights, being violent. Um, like, uh, what was it? Raina's older sister. We find out like, yeah, she has an older sister and she just kind of drops their like, uh, kid off their baby. Off, oh, that's right. Born off and just like, here you go. We're going to go on a vacation. Yeah. Yep. Cause he's, we don't have to watch him 24 seven. Here you go. And they're like, um, okay. <laughs> well, and everyone sees Raina as the, um, you know, mature person that yes. always is going to be there to just take care of people. Right. So, you know, they're like, oh, Raina, yeah, just stay home from school and just watch them. Or, hey, Raina. Yeah, since you're home. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, the whole, like, end of the book here, I'm not going to say anything about it. Right. Because maybe the last, like, oh, the last 100 pages or so. Sure. Um, and when we say 100 pages of this book, I mean, it's it, it's pretty easy reading and it's pretty, uh, uh, the flow goes really well. Yes. But, but the last 100 pages kind of goes back into what, is now Craig's decision for his, the future, you know, per trajectory of his life. Yes. You know, he's, he's shown like when he was a kid and he was showing, he was in high school and yeah. his sort of first flame and then mm-hmm. his desire to pursue that or pursue the past, or, you know, the clergy or, you know, yeah. what's he going to do? Is he going to move back home and live with his parents? Does he want to get out of there? Yeah. So what, what looks like after they have their two weeks yeah. <laughs> together. Yeah. What they eventually, you know, he goes back home <laughs> and uh, it's like, you think back like in high school, was there a two weeks that changed the trajectory of your own life? You know, yeah. like maybe, I mean, you know, sure. and that's kind of like what he's trying to write here is, you know, this is how I thought my life was going. And then right. I met this girl and yeah. she was very different and she lived very different and her family was different. Yes. And then now what does that mean for me? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, we got to see some of the interviews while researching this book that he wrote that almost in real time where he was kind of went back as he was writing the book and he kind of went back to his, to his family. Yeah, he was like in his early twenties. Kind of reflected on, you know, how we thought about this childhood growing up and kind of wrote what he felt and what, it, what, you know, what, what does it look like now? What, what's still say the same, you know, what's Well, and different? I guess he, he didn't know entirely how to end the book. He did like, it. Yes. He had yeah. trouble ending the book. So which, that like, kind of makes sense. If you're, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like how much of your life do you want to put in this book? You know, you had such a dramatic arc over the whole book. I mean, you're telling your like, kind of auto semi autobiographical and well it's um, funny because he was like in his early 20s and the book almost caught up to him right like it caught up exactly where he was and he was like hmm 
Now I'm here in the right. book. <laughs> yes. That's and really so it was kind thing. of, you know, just kind of reflecting back on it. Um, the, I, I will say it was, it was pretty powerful once you finished it and you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. So the pacing in this book, it's really fast, or at least you could do a hundred pages and just go, wow. Yeah. Um, that's, I, that was quick. I, I did that. it in like two sittings. <laughs> yeah. Is it the way it's supposed to be done? I don't know. <laughs> I had to get the book from the, the library. So that's another thing. You know, a lot of these books that we're talking about that are um, what people would consider indie books or self-published nope. books or, you know, check your library. Usually right. libraries have a great selection of those. They don't have to always be mainstream. Um, and actually, on the flip side, if you're looking for something super mainstream, usually your library doesn't have that. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's nice to have something like that. Some other Happy resources medium. and things to explore. Uh, Absolutely. And it was it was great because our library rebounded into like a like funky oh, hardcover. Yeah. So if, for me, I was actually reading a hardcover, which is not a hardcover. No, no, like this is a softcover. <laughs> yeah, my friend loved me. And, and that's kind of where it came from. It was like this has been sitting on the shelf. We heard about it. I was like, yeah, that's right. Um Overall, a great story. Um, I, uh, Craig Thompson still writes and publishes books yes. today. Um, I kind of want to look up his other books too. Yeah. So, you know, so some of the titles. Oh, was it No More Sticky Rice? Um, that was, so yeah, Goodbye Chunky Rice oh, was his first book. <laughs> right. No More Sticky You're close. Rice. Um, uh, Cabernet Voyage, uh, Javi, Hanabi. Um, that was kind of a recent oh, one. Oh, yes. Space he traveled dumplings. the world after this book. Yes. And... Um, and then he just put one out. Yeah, 2001. I'm trying to look. Uh, he, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Ginseng Roots. He was kind of promoting at the time. Um, he just got nominated for that a couple of years ago. So, you know, he's still doing stuff today. I know when he was, I, I when I was watching some of those um, mid 2000s interviews, he was like, I don't want to go too fantasy, but at the same time, I want to do something, you know, a little more politics and uh, social saying something about the social dynamics of the time. So yeah. he was kind of trying to find a good blend of the two. So, and that you kind of feel that when you're reading blankets, you're like, okay, he wants to say something too. Yeah. I mean, he wants to not be, be able, um, like say it like in front of your face, but he wants yeah, to say Yeah. And he's not comment, trying to like make a commentary your viewpoint, it. but no. he is also saying like, this is me and this is why, you know, yeah. like he rarely makes a statement in here that he doesn't try to back up, um, which yes. is cool that, you know, if he makes a judgment call, he says, well, this is this is why I feel that way. This is what happened to me or something like that. Exactly. Um, it's kind of interesting how, uh, just a little, little retrospect, we've read several, you know, black and white books. We've read Sin City. We read Monsters. Mouse. Mouse. <laughs> you know, I think, and, you know, I think he mentions like Art Spiegelman was like one of his heroes or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, when you look in the feel of original graphic now, it's like <laughs> Mouse. Was, yeah. Art Spiegelman, you know, he kind of changed the game. Um, and so when we were kind of looking like this, each, each, um, book and had its own style and its own truth and what the artist wanted to say. And some, some like, yeah, they were both like, they were the artist and they were the writer. So everyone has their own truth to say, or just something they wanted to share or tell a story. And if you're compelled to tell a story in this medium, go for it. Yeah. Even um, if you have to find an artist, go for it. Right. Um, it's, it was really cool and I, I'm glad we read this. Yeah. definitely yes. yeah definitely a great one <laughs> especially the squeaking in at the end of the year but yeah uh yeah so go find it see where you can uh source it out um the paperwork is regularly available yeah it's like i think it's, it's evergreen. Print, right? yeah. yeah it's evergreen status it's, it's everywhere so 
check it out. Um, check your local libraries and your local uh, uh, used bookstores. And yeah, yeah, it's a great read. Blanket. Yes. Um, this is another great episode of Fam Pal Comic Hour. This is Andrew Glonner and Chris Ramos signing off. Goodbye. Thank you.